0: A Tell Tale Pod Production, Asher and the Spirit Bird by Jaspinda Bilan Chapter 17 Our progress to Kasari is painfully slow. For the next few days, we pick our way along rough, half-made paths, trying to keep the road in sight as much as possible. We shelter under trees and scavenge what food we can from villages and fields and refill our water bottles at every opportunity. My stomach feels like it has a huge hole in it that will never be full again and all I can think of is how fantastic it would be to have a whole pile of Mars fresh naan that puff out steam when you break into them stuffed with milky paneer instead of eating only the tiny berries we've found. I'm starving. Have you got anything else to eat in your bag? Asks Jivan, stopping by a tree, his cheekbones making sharp hollows in his face. If only, I stop beside him, my legs shaky, there aren't even any chickens about. At least around Gallipour we could pinch a few eggs. I know they were disgusting raw, but it, kept us going. Yeah, but that was ages ago. He twists to face me and the sudden shock of seeing the way his collarbone juts out from his t-shirt makes me wish I had something to give him. Just think, when we get to the temple, we can have a pilgrim's meal. When we get to the temple, that's what you keep on saying. It's not my fault! As each night falls and the moon gets smaller, it reminds me that I don't have much time left to find Papa. It's only five weeks until Diwali, until Ma gives up on our family and decides to go. Even though I've stuffed leaves into my shoes, my blisters have turned into bloodied scabs and rub even more. Sharp stones push through the worn soles, stabbing at my feet, and my swollen ankle is covered in a multicolored bruise. We've already been travelling a whole week, I say, dragging myself along the worn path that leads to the temple at Kasare and then on to Zandapur. Why is it taking so long? I've had enough, says Jeevan, breathing quickly, giving a noisy cough. We have to keep moving. The police won't have given up. They'll be looking for us, even up here. Look, says Jivan, the weather's changing. I stare into the sky, pale and laden with snow, and feel so tiny against the towering mountains ahead, their never-ending steep slopes stretching towards the clouds like stalagmites. I can't believe how cold it is, I say, puffing out hot breath into my hands and pulling at my sleeves. Look how the countryside's changing too. Even the grass is hurting my feet. So dry and coarse. I need to rest, says Jivan. I'm worn out. Let's stop a minute and look at the map. We sit together on the grass and he pulls it from his bag, spreading it on the ground. I think this is where we are now. He puts his finger just below Kassare. Well, do you know or do you just think? My question sounds more spiky than I mean it to. I'm doing my best to navigate. You can look at the map as well, you know. I tried to control myself and make a point of speaking more gently this time. I'm sorry. We're both tired. It, is that the village we passed earlier this morning? Yes, he says, examining the map more carefully. I'm sure it is. It doesn't look like there are any more villages between here and Kassaray. I trace our journey so far. And look, the path goes through that huge forest, and Kassaray and Zandapur are beyond that. there will still be the old house, families who keep goats, that sort of thing. I peel the pumps off my feet, and touched the mess of bloodied, raw blisters, wincing as I squeeze them back in. You're right. I clamp my teeth hard to stop myself from crying. I'm sure we'll find shelter if the weather gets bad. Shall we get going? If I sit still for much longer, my feet will give up. I limp along, following the path as it gets steeper and steeper. We're so incredibly high, it makes my head spin when I glance back at the villages we've passed, like tiny specks now. In the distance, I can see a lake, so far away but still shimmering like a vast mirror, bordered by the lush green grass of the lower slopes. If I squint, I can just make out a fishing boat with a tiny sail, gliding slowly across the water as if it's being pulled by magic. I force myself forward, feeling my muscles stretched taut with every new step. I round a corner in the path, and my eyes light up. Look! Jivan! A string of prayer flags flutters in the cold breeze, like red flames sent to keep us warm. Come on! That means we're going in the right direction. Jivan is looking really pale. I'm so tired, he says, leaning against a wild fig tree. I grab his arm and pull him along. Maybe we can play our favorite game. Perhaps it'll take our mind off the walking. What would you most like to eat? A big plate of chicken cooked in the tandoor, he says breathlessly, with a squeeze of lime juice all over it. Do you remember when we helped Papa dig a fire pit on the grazing grounds and we cooked a chicken together and then camped out? Yeah, it was great. What about you? wheezes Jeevan, slowing down again. Three of Ma's soft potato parathe, washed down with a big glass of mango lassi. And then maybe one or two sweet jellabia. My stomach gives a hollow growl. I thought you said you wanted to get to Zandapur as soon as you could, says Jivan out the blue. Maybe we should have just gone straight there on the road. He stops walking and sits on a log to rest. Could have been there by now. What is wrong with you? You know exactly why. The police are hunting for us. All over the roads. I kick loose rocks down the path. You're being so difficult. I swivel round and walk ahead, leaving him behind. When I turn to look for him, he's hardly moved at all. Why don't you just go back to the last village? I shout. I can go by myself. Maybe I will. His words catch hold of the breeze and follow me up the path. Guilt winds itself around me and I wait while he catches up. He doesn't look well at all. My legs are aching, he says, and my temper flares again. So are mine. It's just the walking. You saw my feet. We've got to keep going, G Van. Why does he keep arguing? I've had enough now. I'm tired as well, but I'm not complaining. I fling this last sentence at him. "'Walk as slowly as you want. I'm going!' I can see the forest ahead and hobble on without looking back. When I get there, I still don't wait, but limp down a path that leads into a gloomy thicket of tall pines and find myself engulfed in darkness. Tall shadows and a resinous scent hang heavy in the air, but I go further into the trees, still not stopping or looking back for Jivan. A twig cracks beneath my foot, the sound sending strange-sounding birds squawking through the forest. And that's when I come to my senses. What am I thinking? I turn, look back along the path towards the entrance to the forest, but I can't see Jivan anywhere. Without the sun to warm me, the cold is seeping into my bones, and even though my feet are smarting, I run towards the light, back the way I've come to find him. I stand at the tree line and see him walking slowly, almost shuffling along. I cup my hands to my mouth. Jeevan! He waves to me from a distance, but as he gets closer, I notice how bright his cheeks are. Let's not fight, I say when he finally reaches me. We have to stick together. Let's look at the map again. I don't want us to get lost. I shove my hand into his bag and try to grasp it, but my fingers come out empty. Jivan. are you sure you put it back last time you looked? Yes, Asher. I'm sure I did. What about you? You lost yours in a puddle even before we started the journey! I empty the whole bag onto the ground, then rummage through my own. I can't find it anywhere. One of us has left it somewhere and is probably blown away. Now we'll have no way of knowing where we're going. My stomach stabs with panic. How are we going to get to Papa on time now? Jivan looks at the sky. Well, we know we're heading north and the sun is over there. He lowers his head. We have to go through the forest, that's for sure. i remember it from the map. We'll carry on and then when it gets dark, I'll use the stars to make sure we're still going north. I tell myself to stop panicking. Jivan can read the stars as easy as storybooks. Of course we won't get lost. We don't speak. Just continue into the forest, keeping to the pine-needle-covered tracks until we're swallowed by a shadow of the darkest green.